Listen to God's Word for April 9th. Today's reading includes Ruth 3 and 4 and 1 Samuel 1. May God bless this reading of His Word. Ruth 3 One day, Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi said to her, My daughter, should I not seek a resting place for you, that it may be well with you? Now is not Boaz, with whose servant girls you have been working, a relative of ours? In fact, tonight he is winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself, put on perfume, and wear your best clothes. Go down to the threshing floor, but do not let the man know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he lies. Then go in and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will explain to you what you should do. I will do everything you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law had instructed her to do. After Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then Ruth went in secretly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. At midnight, Boaz was startled, turned over, and there, lying at his feet, was a woman. "'Who are you?' he asked. "'I am your servant Ruth,' she replied. "'Spread the corner of your garment over me, for you are a kinsman redeemer.' Then Boaz said, "'May the Lord bless you, my daughter. You have shown more kindness now than before, because you have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor.' And now, do not be afraid, my daughter. I will do for you whatever you request, since all my fellow townspeople know that you are a woman of noble character. Yes, it is true that I am a kinsman redeemer, but there is a redeemer nearer than I. Stay here tonight, and in the morning, if he wants to redeem you, good, let him redeem you. But if he does not want to redeem you, As surely as the Lord lives, I will. Now lie here until morning. So she lay down at his feet until morning, but she got up before anyone else could recognize her. Then Boaz said, Do not let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. And he told her, Bring the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he shoveled six measures of barley into her shawl. Then he went into the city. When Ruth returned to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked her, How did it go, my daughter? Then Ruth told her all that Boaz had done for her. And she said, He gave me these six measures of barley. For he said, Do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Wait, my daughter, said Naomi, until you find out how things go, for he will not rest until he has resolved the matter today. Ruth 4 Meanwhile, Boaz went to the gate and sat down there. Soon the kinsman redeemer of whom he had spoken came along, and Boaz said, Come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Then Boaz took ten of the elders of the city and said, Sit here and they did so. And he said to the kinsman redeemer, Naomi, who has returned from the land of Moab, 
is selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother Elimelech. I thought I should inform you that you may buy it back in the presence of those seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you want to redeem it, do so. But if you will not redeem it, tell me so I may know, because there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. I will redeem it, he replied. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi, and also from Ruth the Moabitess, you must also acquire the widow of the deceased, in order to raise up the name of the deceased on his inheritance. The kinsman redeemer replied, I cannot redeem it myself, or I would jeopardize my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption, because I cannot redeem it. Now in former times in Israel, concerning the redemption or exchange of property, to make any matter legally binding, a man would remove his sandal and give it to the other party. And this was a confirmation in Israel. So the kinsman redeemer removed his sandal and said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. At this, Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses today that I am buying from Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech, Kilion, and Malon. Moreover, I have acquired Ruth the Moabitess, Malon's widow, as my wife, to raise up the name of the deceased through his inheritance, so that his name will not disappear from among his brothers or from the gate of his home. You are witnesses today. We are witnesses, said the elders and all the people at the gate. May the Lord make the woman entering your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you be prosperous in Ephrathah and famous in Bethlehem. And may your house become like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring the Lord will give you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And when he had relations with her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a kinsman redeemer. May his name become famous in Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. And Naomi took the child, placed him on her lap, and became a nurse to him. The neighbor women said, A son has been born to Naomi, and they named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab. Aminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. 1 Samuel 1 Now there was a man named Elkanah, who was from Ramathaim Zophim, in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, 
the son of Zoph, an Ephraimite. He had two wives, one named Hannah and the other Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year Elkanah would go up from his city to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests to the Lord. And whenever the day came for Elkanah to present his sacrifice, he would give portions to his wife Peninnah and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved her even though the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival would provoke her and taunt her viciously. And this went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival taunted her until she wept and would not eat. Hannah, why are you crying? her husband Elkanah asked. Why won't you eat? Why is your heart so grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. In her bitter distress, Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept with many tears. And she made a vow, pleading, O Lord of hosts, if only you will look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, not forgetting your maidservant, but giving her a son, then I will dedicate him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall ever come over his head. As Hannah kept on praying before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. So Eli thought she was drunk, and said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put away your wine. No, my lord, Hannah replied, I am a woman oppressed in spirit. I have not had any wine or strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman, for all this time I have been praying out of the depth of my anguish and grief. Go in peace, Eli replied, and may the God of Israel grant the petition you have asked of him. May your maidservant find favor with you, said Hannah. Then she went on her way, and she began eating again, and her face was no longer downcast. The next morning Elkanah and Hannah got up early to bow in worship before the Lord, and then returned home to Ramah. And Elkanah had relations with his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Then Elkanah and all his house went up to make the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow. But Hannah did not go. After the boy is weaned, she said to her husband, I will take him to appear before the Lord and to stay there permanently. Do what you think is best, her husband Elkanah replied, and stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord confirm his word. So Hannah stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Once she had weaned him, Hannah took the boy with her 
along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine. Though the boy was still young, she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. And when they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. Please, my Lord, said Hannah, as surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this boy, and since the Lord has granted me what I asked of him, I now dedicate the boy to the Lord. For as long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at listentogodsword.org.